morning guys can't believe it's October already it is cold this morning I'm waiting for my daughter to get off work so I can go to work um I got a phone call or a message a couple days ago from my aunt that had a picture of my my auntie that passed away um, in Hawaii and made me think my auntie is an amazing woman she I look up to her of everything she's done in her life the way she stands up for what she believes in and never ever gives up ever Everybody knows her name that's from the islands. Good, bad, and the ugly. Um, She's the one that protests the land. She believes that the land is the ancestors, the gods. She believes that you don't contaminate the land. You don't build on the land. That is their land. So she got maced. She's been chained to a fence. She's an amazing woman. She gave me a blessing. She knows that everybody is on this earth for a reason. No matter how you figure out your calling, your reason of why you're on this earth, doesn't matter how you figure it out. You guys need to figure it out. Took me a minute. Took me a long while. First time I was in Hawaii, I was 16 years old. I was on her land. Her... Her sanctuary, I guess you could say. And I learned. She gave me a name. She told me, Honey, you are are on this earth to take care of lots of people. That is your job. You are an angel sent from heaven to take care of everybody. And I looked at her and I was like, okay, yep, that's my job because that's how how I got there is I babysat since I was 11 years old. And I made money to get to Hawaii, to get to where I wanted to be. So that's the only thing I thought of my life. So, um, in my life, I had three kids out of wedlock. And I was a dating uh, gentleman. Um, and my other auntie told me, you're not marrying him. And I, and I was like, what? I am so happy with him. What are you talking about? She goes, you're supposed to have two more kids. He can't, he's not going to give them to you. And I just, whatever, auntie, whatever. This was another auntie, her sister. And I didn't believe her. So a couple years go by. Sure the heck. Found my husband, had two more kids and three added on. So uh, now that's how I have children then um, in that process 
I don't know if you guys, if you aren't Mormon, um, you get a patriarchal blessing that teaches you as well of what your calling is on this earth and where you came from. Um, my patriarchal blessing I got when I was, I only had my four children and I knew at the time I needed to see what I was supposed to be doing because I was stuck. So again, I went and got my patriarchal blessing and it said things that I was stunned. I was, it was amazing because again, it told me that I was on this earth to take care of children, to take, take care of people, to, to make them smile and to raise more children. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I have enough children. Then, next thing I know, my auntie had an accident. And she was in the hospital. And I just had a feeling. She'll pull through. She's, she's strong. She's the strongest woman I know. She will get through this one way or another she will get through this two weeks go by I get messages from my family saying she's going downhill and I'm I I don't know what to do I can't I can't think about it right now so I kept thinking myself um, I'm keeping busy I'm, I'm gonna be fine she is going to be fine This was two years ago um, when that tsunami hit in Hawaii. There was a big bang. And my auntie went to heaven that night. Right after that big bang and that tsunami hit, she opened her eyes and looked at people and started chanting to my, my tutu was there she started chanting to the land and to the people and she did the whole chant while she was awake looking at just alerts and all of a sudden the big bang came and she looked, opened her eyes and then closed them and was gone I hear that story and I get the chills of those ancestries were having a party and they did fireworks and they let her in. That's, that's the only thing that keeps me happy that I know she was welcome. They were waiting for her. We weren't done with her, but she was okay. It was okay for her to go. And then I get a phone call from my sister-in-law and about auntie and I just start bawling. I'm at work and she told, tells me, did you get a, an email from auntie? And I said, what? 
she goes mm, your brother did and it says three people's names in it and one of them was you and I I was I'm like what did it say tell me please what it said she says that she quoted my patriarchal blessing word for word guys it was amazing and I didn't know what to think I I knew right then that I had to go to her funeral had to call my husband and I said auntie passed away I have to go I have to go to Hawaii right now and he goes do what you need to do here's my card you pay for tickets you're going and I'm like yes he understands he totally understands and in that patriarchal blessing in that letter from her email like I said it said three three names my uncle he's the protector he's the strong one in this ohana and my brother he is the leader the one that's going to take over the ohana when he needs to he knows when he needs to and me I'm the one that's going to take care of all the children I'm going to be the best mother in the whole world I'm the one that's going to be there for everyone I'm the one that has everything on my shoulders and right then no I didn't have everything ready to go as the best mother because I was fighting with my teenagers dealing with a lot and I thought nope I that's not me right now this is why I need to go and talk to her this is why I need to go and make peace tell her I'm not doing what I need to be doing so the next thing I know um, I call my sister and I said auntie you know auntie passed away I'm going to Hawaii you're coming and she goes honey I don't know if I can get off work and I'm like please try please try your hardest to get off please I need someone to come with me I don't think I can do this alone she goes I'll try my hardest so I buy her a ticket, put her name on it, do everything I can. We're leaving the next day. So I tell my boss, and my boss is like, no, go, please. I got you covered. You're fine. I call my sister that night, and I said, are you ready? And she goes, I can't find anyone to go. And I look at my husband, and he, and he goes, let's go. I'll go with you. I will go we'll go and I said you hate airplanes you been to how many states but not out of United States but you you don't want to go over the ocean you're gonna die and he's like nope I'll be strong I'll be I'll get I'll be okay 
I will die with you. You'll be funny. And I'm like, yeah, you're funny. You're a funny man. So I changed the name and we get on the airplane and my husband goes, you're going to hold my hand the whole way through, right? And I'm like, yeah, you'll be fine. He goes, and I better not have a window seat. (laughs) Guess what? He had a window seat. He's like, I'm going to get sucked out, sucked through the propeller and watch. We're going to be right over the, the wing. And I'm like, no, we won't. Of how many airplanes? No, we're fine. We get on. We walk straight. Keep going. Keep going. And he turns around and looks at me. And looks to our seat. And I look out the window. And yep, there you go. There's the wing. I go, we're fine. I promise. He goes, I don't know if I can do this. I go, yeah, you're on the plane. Sit down. Mr. Big Buff Cowboy. Yeah, so I make him sit down. Um, we get there. Uh, we're on a budget then because emergency. We're here in Hawaii. I got rented the cheapest little car I possibly could. Twenty nine ninety nine. Totally fine with me. Thirty dollars a day. I'm okay with that. Um, I go in to pick up the car and <laughs> there's this young young gentleman there and he my my husband me and my husband walk out and he walks come goes come on let's go pick up your car and we walk by all these pretty SUVs and i see a lot of mustangs 2019 2018 Mustangs convertibles and my husband looks at me and I said no we're on a budget we can't afford that and the guy the young kid goes gentleman goes is that your car is that the one we're getting and I'm like no we're not we're getting a Honda and he was like oh my husband had just ask him ask him how much and I go sir how much is it to rent that Mustang and he goes Sorry. Um, let's see what I can do. And he looks on his on his tablet and he goes, same price for you. Same price. Is that okay? Because you're good with that, right? And my husband looks at me and goes, yep. And I, what? That is not true. That is not true. And he goes, my, hus- my husband looks at him and he goes, you're a good salesman. And he goes, oh no, this is my... This is my internship. I don't get paid. I'm here to learn about international traveling. And this is what I do. And I go, you're a blessing. Thank you. My auntie passed away. And that's the only reason why we're here. And he goes, I'll go get you the keys. I love hospitality. I love Hawaiian people. Because... This wouldn't have happened in the United States. This wouldn't have happened on the mainland. So we get our stuff in the car. We automatically put the sunroof down. And we drive to my auntie's family's house. Obviously there's food. Has to be food. So we walk in. 
and my cousin TJ's there and my uncle is there and my brother was supposed to be there but their fight got delayed because of something happened I don't know um, so they were coming the next morning but me my brother my uncle and my cousin were there my cousin is an angel as well he called my tutu and said you're going and she was she's was medically not okay to go because she just had a stroke but she had to be there for her sister so my uncle stopped everything that he needed to do to drive from Wyoming to St. George to pick up my grandma drove to Vegas got on a plane and took her for two weeks to Hawaii and he's an EMT so he's an amazing man to take care of her all the way there and all the way back home so my cousin TJ asked me they're having a prayer do you want to go in family prayer do you want to go and I'm like yes I go honey you're coming and he goes nope I'm not into it and I'm like okay Tutu was sitting on the couch he goes I'll sit right here and I'm like Tutu and she goes no honey it's you you can go so we go in thinking Mormon we're all having a family prayer for auntie you go in in this big big room So we walk in a room and there's lots of family all around. I sit down next to my cousin um, and there's this lady that I don't know sitting in the middle and she goes, Auntie asked me to do this for you all. I'm a mediator and I'm thinking, mediator? Like the one on TV, the lady that tells, talks for the dead people. Wait, kind of weird. But knowing that Auntie is, that's the way Auntie is. Um, never been in this situation before. So kind of scared. And she goes, none of you know me auntie doesn't even know me um I have this calling and I want to share it with you and she goes I want all of you to listen to what she has to say so it's dead silent for a couple minutes probably lasted longer than a couple minutes because it felt like forever um, she put her head down and looked up and she started speaking and she says auntie wants you to all know all of you to know 
that she loves you and she thanks you for being here and she doesn't want fighting she want this is her day she doesn't want anybody to talk ill or bad about anybody um, this is about her everything is about her talk tell stories about her do everything you need to do about her this is her party and she wants all of you to ask her a question to to talk to her all of you so everyone started around this around the circle um, everybody asked questions as in like am I supposed to go to Utah to go to BYU to go to college and she goes honey you know you're supposed to be on this land to take care of this land I don't want anybody to leave this land and dead silent this is his her granddaughter because she got a full ride and this is where she's supposed to be is Utah and auntie said no she's not supposed to be here stay on the, on the island don't go to mainland and so I was like hmm she's gonna tell you because that's that's auntie she'll tell you has to be her because that's the way she is this lady doesn't know her but that is exactly what she would say so like I said it went all the way around the room and my uncle asked another question and she says shut up George shut up you've said enough it's, there's three other people in this room that need to say something so um, the next person that speaks was my cousin there was only three of us me and two of my cousins that needed to talk my cousin asked what is my calling in life? Please tell me. And Auntie says, Be the best dad you could possibly be. Follow in your dad's footsteps. Because he's an amazing man. And my, my, my cousin goes, Am I? Am I? the man I should be and she says yes you're doing the right thing so then my had the nerve to ask her my question I didn't want to ask her my question because I knew the answer and I didn't want the answer that I, I knew I was going to get so I manned up and said Auntie, please help me raise my children. I know I'm not doing what I need to be doing, but please help me. She goes, honey, 
all of this ohana is here to help you raise your children because I know right now you're struggling and you know your blessing and calling in this life and there's more children to come and I know auntie please don't do this to me I can't even handle the kids I have now please she goes honey you know right now you're not being the best mother there could be I know you are better than that. I couldn't stop crying. I know what I was supposed to be and what was I supposed to do in life. And she just helps me. So we leave the room. Oh, wait. One more thing. My uncle goes, do you have something that I need to say to your sister? And she goes, she knows I love her and I'm happy and I'm safe. She knows what she needs to do. End of conversation. Then my nephew, my cousin was supposed to say something and he was the closest to auntie. He is a spitting image of auntie. Does everything that auntie does. She raised that little boy to be her. To be her heart. To be her angel on this land. He is an amazing man. He goes out, hunts boars all all week long, comes back, brings boars back to the village, and feeds everybody. And he didn't want to say anything. He didn't want to say anything to him. So... As we sit there and wait, I swear it, it took forever in that room because no one wanted to say, hear what she had to say, especially him. And he knew what she was going to say because they're the same. They're the same people. He asked her. What am I supposed to do with this land? What am I supposed to do with this land? And he and she goes, all the paperwork is at home. And he shakes his head and goes, Tutu, all that mess. You want me to go through all that mess? And she goes, it's a clean mess. <laughs> You'll be fine. Figure it out. So, and she told him, remember everything I've taught you. Remember to stand tall and don't give up. Stand proud of everything you believe in. Um, so we leave the room. 
husband was sitting on the couch with Tutu singing. And they have a special bond. My Tutu loves my husband more than me some days. Um, he, She taught him how to speak Hawaiian, how to understand it. One family reunion. So they were just chit-chatting away. You guys have to know, my husband is a very negative Nancy, is what I call him. Um, yes, he drinks. Yes, he drinks coffee. Yes, he drinks alcohol. He smokes. He chews. He's not a very happy person most of the time. So, when I see him there on the island on the island he was the happiest man he swears a lot normally there nothing he was smiling he was amazing there he looked like it was he was glowing sitting there next to my tutu and I come out crying and he goes honey you're okay and I'm like I'm fine I'm fine let's go home let's go I'm tired And my uncle comes up and gives me a big hug and he goes, I love you so much here. And I looked down and he gave me money and I'm like, no, why are you doing this? He goes, I can't help you on the mainland, but I can help you now. And I'm giving this to you to help you. And I just smile and start crying. And my other uncle comes up to me and goes, you need me, you call me. I will be right there to help you with your kids. Because you know I will. And I just smile. Because I know my family's there for me. All the time. So we leave. We get to our room. And we go to sleep. Because I'm just smiling. I don't know what to do. The next day is the funeral. I just need to get through this weekend. So the next day, I decided I'm going on a run. What doesn't make it much better is to go for a run in Hawaii on the beach. In this beautiful land. So I go. See, stop at the gas station. Pick up my husband's chew and coffee and I come back have it sitting there waiting for him get in the shower get ready to go and I come out of the shower and he's sitting up on the side of the bed smiling and I look at him and I go you're welcome and he goes what and I go for your coffee and he goes it's not while I'm smiling and I go what's up and he goes I decided we need to walk to the funeral it up and it's just around the corner I go first of all you don't walk anywhere and second of all why can't we drive our 2019 beautiful blue Mustang and he goes because it's just around the corner and I'm like well I already went for my run he goes well why didn't you wake me up and I'm like wait you don't exercise no one's chasing you Something is wrong. 
And I go, just get dressed, hurry fast. And he goes, we're not going to be late. I go, I know we're not, because it's poly time. We're fine. So I sit on the couch, on the bed, and wait, and wait. And I'm like, are you coming? Maybe I should walk, and you can meet me there. And he goes, no, I'm almost done. So he finishes, and he walks out with a shirt and a tie, and I'm looking at him. I go, you really put a tie on? You brought a tie? And he goes, yeah, this is a funeral. I go, we don't wear ties in Hawaii. And I go, and I brought you a white shirt. And he goes, okay. So he puts the white shirt on. And I have a white dress on. And we get there, and it is the most beautiful, beautiful funeral I've ever seen. It was loud. It was music going, chanting music, Hawaiian music, not this prelude piano music that on the mainland has. Never been to a Hawaiian funeral before, so this was different. Um, people went up and put lays on her and more lays and more lays and after a while you could not see anything but her smiling face because people there loved her loved her the culture hall was full and more people standing outside there was stories upon stories about that lady and I will have to share those stories that I learned at that funeral while I was there another time. Um, I'm at work now, so I will have to share this other story with you, the rest of this story, hopefully by the end of work. If not, then tomorrow morning. Um, suspense is going to kill you. I promise it's a good one. Have a great day, guys. Hopefully talk to you soon. Aloha. Hi guys. Sorry I didn't get back to you yesterday. Kind of a crazy day. I sold my truck. So I don't have a car payment bonus. Um... Back to my auntie. When I was at the funeral, um, I, and my uncle was up there speaking on auntie. She, he told me two stories. Well, there's two stories that stuck out amazingly that I will never ever forget. One, auntie hated chickens. Hated them. She's not scared of anything. She is the strongest woman I have ever known in my whole entire life. Um, like I said, she got maced. She got chained to a... She chained herself to a fence and sat there for a long, long time. Um, she's a strong woman. He said that he has... They grew up on a farm. There were chickens. There were pigs. There 
with dogs and a lot of garden to pull weeds to pull things like that so they were very hard workers that was a chore after school so he came home did his chore Michael was sitting on the porch and she got out of, out of her car to come home from work and she seen the chicken chicken was coming and she starts yelling get the damn chicken get the chicken and uncle was like I can't I can't get him and knowing that if his that is his favorite chicken he will come when he's cold and he kept calling the name and laughing and laughing and <laughs> the next thing he knows is The chicken is chasing Auntie around her car. And he and the uncle come out and just start crying, laughing so hard. And he she gets to the porch and she goes, I'm gonna sasa all of you. You're all grounded. And I'm just laughing because I'm thinking to myself, Aren't you scared of chickens? <laughs> and everything in this world, and she's scared of a damn chicken. Yeah, she's a tough woman though, tough woman to deal with all those boys plus life. So, next story. She, uncle gets up there, the youngest. He tells story after story and this one is my favorite. Um, he was out there they kept getting in the car and going it was one summer they were getting in the car to go to a next vacation spot they were camping <clears throat> it was summer camping trip is what he was said it was um, they kept parking and camping on the beach and then going up the mountains and camping again and he was having the time of his life Playing in the dirt, playing on the beach. This is this is the life. This is the life to be have. He, they did this for quite a long time, and he, his brother, got up there and said, and told him, you know, those all those times that we were camping and playing on the beach and everything like that yo and he goes yeah he goes you know we were homeless right he goes no we were camping no bro we were homeless and he was I, he was like no we were camping don't tell me that we weren't we were homeless that's why we were staying everywhere and that's the way Auntie sugarcoated things. She didn't want her kids to know the, the bad and the ugly. She she made it fun in life, no matter what. Because you think we were home, we were camping for six months, huh, bro? And he goes, "Shut up! I don't want to deal with it." <laughs> so yeah, 
that made me laugh hysterically. Um, he thought they were camping this whole six months. This is how Auntie is. Auntie is a strong but sensitive woman. You live off the land. She lived off the land plenty of, plenty of times. More times than not. She's still teaching her children as we speak to live off the land and her grandchildren. They don't need nice things. Their house over there is amazingly beautiful. Amazingly beautiful. Yes, it's a shack. It is built, handmade, beautiful house. That's all they need. They need their ohana to live. Make sure all of your ohana is happy. No matter if you give them a call and just say, Hi, how are you today? That's all you need to do, guys. Find your blessing in your life. Find your calling. Because I have now... I've known what my calling was. And I kept telling her, No, Auntie, please don't. Please don't don't punish me. Why? Why? Why is Heavenly Father punishing me right now? With all of these girls. And all of this drama. Please. But now I look at it. It has definitely made me stronger. Stronger woman. Because I dealt with it. Because I'm still dealing with life. And now I'm a grandma. Going to be a grandma. I'm too young to be a grandma. But. I definitely did my job. My auntie helped me. At least get my child out of my house. And 18. Before it became a grandma. And I am very proud about that. And yes, she is back living with me. And I kept telling myself, nope, no one's moving back in. Auntie taught me, never say never. Yep, never say never because it's going to happen. Live life to its fullest. And keep striving, guys. Find your calling. Like I said, everyone has one. You need to find it. Even if it's... You're 30 years old and decide, I want to be a veterinarian. Because I love animals. Well, go. Do your thing, guys. Do what you want to do to make yourself happy. And everyone around you happy. Live life, guys. Have a great day. And find what you're looking for. Love you guys. Bye. Good morning, podcasters. Um, It's 
been a crazy week. Thank goodness it's Friday. I'm debating to take my kids to a witch's festival in Salt Lake. I am so excited. I love it. You get dressed up like witches and wizards and you walk around and see all these little witches houses and they're the cutest little things in the whole world. I love Halloween. Um, my kids deserve to go. I love spending time and doing things with my kids. I think it's fun to go out and have fun. On my husband, on the other hand, no. He does not like to take the kids anywhere to go hang out to get out of the house. Um, he not like that he doesn't like to take them places, but when they do, they act up, and this is why he says, this is why we don't come out, because this is embarrassing. Well, kids act up, yes. This is the reason why, yes, now I get it. I totally get it. But coming from me being a single mother, I did everything in the power because I had to play two roles, the good guy and the bad guy together that's the way I was so I'm still that way um my daughter this week decided to get in trouble at school well I guess not in trouble at school because they didn't suspend her they didn't they smacked her on the hand and said don't do it again she got busted smoking in the bathroom well last time I checked that's against the law especially her age, she should have got it suspended. Well, they didn't suspend her. So kind of upset about that. I think if you do something like that, do something, uh, there's a consequence. She doesn't think so. So I had my husband take off the door of her room. I'm supposed to be taking her phone, but I can't really do that because she just started a job and she walks there and walks home sometimes. And at 9 o'clock at night, it's kind of scary. So no, I kind of want her to have the phone. So what else do you do? I didn't even yell at her. All I did was walk up and say, you know you're in trouble. Just hand me your phone and then she blew up on me and ignored me the rest of the night and I was just I don't know what to do so that started this week out tell my husband what happened and he thinks it's stupid she should have got suspended just like I thought she should get suspended um then next thing I know she's not answering her phone to me, but she'll answer to my husband, which makes a lot of sense. Um, then every day I get home and my other daughter decided to sleep all day, knowing, yes, she works graveyards. She has a right to sleep, but over the eight hours of sleep, no. Yes, she's pregnant. It doesn't matter. 
you don't sleep all day long. Don't give an excuse of you work graveyards and you are pregnant. It doesn't matter. Um, that's just pure laziness. I come home and my house is a mess. Chores aren't done. Kids are out on the lawn making my yard a mess with every neighbor kid possible home. I go in the house. I make dinner. Knowing I have to get stuff for craft night all week long. Every night I have to fix something to, to prepare for that. Um, I don't know. And then my oldest, well, my youngest daughter, she'll be 11 next month. She thinks she's the babysitter. Well, yes. She is more capable of watching my her little brother than the teenager and the pregnant lady because the pregnant lady sleeps all day. Uh, teenagers on her phone or sleeping. So yeah, that is very true. She is capable of watching her little brother. So, totally understandable. But, she's getting to be the lazy ones because she sees her sisters do it and it's okay. So they're great. Great kids are amazing. Amazing what they do, but they don't listen. Kids are supposed to listen. Like I said, I'm the good guy and the bad guy. Because I had uh, every day I come home and I'm like, dude, what's up? Why isn't this done? Why isn't this done? Um, they don't understand. So, do they deserve to go out tomorrow? No, but I deserve to go out tomorrow. So, good guy, bad guy. They, then I asked, um, yesterday was my craft night. You guys need to come. Maple Mountain Bar and Grill, Spanish Fork. Um, craft nights Thursdays, we get to do a craft and cocktails till about 10 or 11. It's great. So we had that night last night. My husband was amazing. He helped me clean up the biggest mess I probably made there. (laughs) But it was fun. And all the ladies had lots of fun. So that's all that matters. So he was helping me clean up the mess that we made. Um... He was totally fine until we get in the car and I get a message saying that's why my daughter's moving back to her boyfriend's house, the pregnant one. And I was like, hmm. Every week she does this. Every week she throws a fit about one little thing. Emotional, understandable. Pregnant, understandable. That's the reason why she gets really pissed off. Plus, she's bipolar. So, I get it. Well, my husband didn't think it was okay. So, he threw a fit. Um, like, not very nice fit. Like a two-year-old throw a fit, throw everything on the ground, or hit things. It was great. Great. In front of my friend, in front of my daughter, him start yelling, saying, this is why I'm going to sign divorce papers because I can't handle 
you said you wouldn't have her back in the house. And I'm like, she's been in the house for a month. Now you're throwing a fit. I don't understand. So he came in the house. I'm on the phone with her trying to make her understand why people are mad at her. Um, and just, I wasn't even the one that pissed her off to make her leave. I'm, I'm not the one, but she has to yell at me. So moms always get the blunt run of this deal. Um, getting slivers out of my seven-year-old's hand because no one else can touch him. So I did that, and I'm like, bedtime, go. So he's rampaging through the house with my crafts and making a mess, bigger mess. Because it's all right, I'll clean it up when I'm done. I'm like, okay, really cool. Go talk to the kids, tell them what they need to be done tomorrow. I come out of the kid out of the bedroom, kids' kid room, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's cleaning the kitchen. I understand, yes, he's pissed off. When I'm pissed, I clean, so that was just dumbfounded by what he was doing. He's playing my role, I think, because when I'm pissed, I deep clean. He deep clean my kitchen. Very true. Um, uh, we get in bed, and it was dead silent. I'm sorry, but there's a rule. You don't go to bed mad. So I asked him, are you good? Because I'm always good not what I said. It's not what I meant. Um, and we went to bed. So, I have a troubled teenager that thinks that smoking is a-okay. I have an entitled 10-year-old thinking I'm going to follow in my sister's footsteps, act like a jerk mom all the time but she does watch her little brother I have a pregnant lady that thinks that everything's all on her everything the world could go down and went to flame and it's because her it's all her fault and she she's leaving she's running away can't run away from problem not even close tried it doesn't work I have a husband that is pissed that my kids my kids don't do shit well his kids don't do shit either so it goes both ways you're not supposed to do his hers and ours you're just supposed to call your your kids your kids not your stepkids your kids well that is the hardest challenge of my life. Being a step-parent is by far the hardest thing to do. Over being single, being a step-parent is the hardest. It is the most challenging thing in the world. I understand. He didn't have to step up and be a dad for my kids because their dad's not there. But he chose to. So I thought it was going to be okay. 
what I've had to deal with with his kids I think is 10 times different than what he has to deal with my kids like I said I'm the big good guy the bad guy he doesn't discipline them he doesn't deal with their shit that I have to deal with I do it I had to deal with his daughter's crap I had to deal with his son's discipline because he wouldn't discipline him because he was the son he never did anything wrong so being a step parent is rewarding and also destructible more to come guys um, I'm headed to work. I'm almost there. And I will get back to you soon about being a step parent. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye.